Hey mamas, and welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and independent eaters. I'm Alyssa, your mama in BRD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it. But honestly, the few seconds Instagram gives me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week right here as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short because mom life, but I plan on giving you real life tactical advice and answering your actual questions. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey mama, I just wanted to jump in real quick and invite you to my free webinar that I'm hosting this weekend, the 17th and 18th of October. I'll be covering the top five most overlooked and under talked about reasons for picky eating and what to do about them if they're showing up in your home. It's going to be such a fun time, and there are two live sessions this weekend that you can choose from. I'm so excited to talk about this stuff that isn't covered as much as it should be. Not only will I be going over these super important topics and discussing how to fix it like today, but I'll also be talking about my six-week picky eating program, Table Talk. I can't wait to share this with you, and as a thank you just for showing up to the webinar and hanging with me, I'll also be giving you three free recipes to snag right then and there to help you get out of your dinner time recipe rut like I get in all the time. I can't wait to see you there. Sign up by clicking the link in the show notes below and please send me an email to let me know you're coming. Alyssa at momandmerd.com. Okay, now back to the show. Hey, 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 mama. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today, we are covering a super highly requested topic. We're going to be talking all about baby led weaning versus purees. So this is obviously for the younger crowd and the babies. Maybe you already passed that stage or maybe you're pregnant and you're still coming across the stage and maybe you just want to learn more. So today I'm going to cover it all. So I will say that I'm going to have an entire episode dedicated to baby led weaning in depth because there's so much information to unpack there. But in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what each one is and how we can do it right. So up front, I want to say no matter what type of feeding you either already did or you're planning to do, you're an excellent mom. As long as you're feeding them, you're doing it right. I say this all the time on my Instagram because it is so true. Listen, our kids' basic needs are what matter most. How we go about feeding them, now, yes, this is important, of course, this is why I do what I do, but if all you can manage to do is get food on the table, you're doing an excellent job, mama, so I wanted to let you know that. I also want to let you know this is not a place where we're going to debate or attack or anything like that. This is a shame-free environment to learn and take what we learn and put it into practice in a way that is 
comfortable and safe for us. Something that we feel comfortable doing and we have the mental energy to do. There have been countless times just from my own experience where I may have learned what the best way or most ideal way to do something is, but I choose not to do it because I don't have the mental wherewithal to follow through with it. And that is totally fine. So I just want to put that out front. This is a total shame-free environment and really here to support you in the decisions you want to make for you and your family. You know your kids best, you know your family best. So take what serves you and leave the rest. Now, moving forward, this is obviously for kids who are ready to start solids. I have an entire podcast episode dedicated to when your little one is ready to start solids, what signs to look for, and things of that nature. So I'm going to link that down below for you. So you can quickly go over there and listen to that podcast episode. I think it's only about 15 minutes as well. Um, and we're going to try to keep this one short as well. But basically, we typically see starting solids around six months of age. I do recommend you talk to a pediatrician to lay out a plan of action that's best for you and your family and your baby and let them know kind of what you're thinking and let them weigh in on anything like food allergies, especially if they have a history of eczema or anything along those lines, you would definitely want to talk to your pediatrician first. Um, also, just developmentally, you want to look for their developmental mar mile markers more importantly than their age. So I say around six months, but go listen to my previous episode and talk with your pediatrician before you make any decisions. This is obviously just a general educational uh, podcast for you today. So now, again, another disclaimer, I feel like before I get into it, but I just want to note here that my top tip, because parents always ask me, what food should I start with? What food should I start with? And the question or the answer for me is always whatever you feel most comfortable and most safe feeding. So as long as you're sitting in a place that you feel comfortable and safe, especially for their first few foods, that is most important because your calm demeanor at the table, what you bring to the table, they're going to pick up on. So if you're stressed, anxious, and jumping out of your seat every two seconds because you're worried they're going to choke or you're upset because they spit it back out or whatever that looks like for you, they're going to pick up on that. We want to keep the table as positive as we possibly can. Now, I don't blame you for being worried about choking. I have an episode coming about this, but I also would encourage you to take a CPR course well before your little one starts solids and anyone who might be around your kid while they're eating. Whether you're doing baby led weaning or um, purees, regardless, you want to be certified in CPR so that you feel confident that no matter what happens at the table or anywhere else, you know how to handle it. So I'm going to start there. Whatever you feel most comfortable and safest around, that's where you should start. Now, after that, you can start to branch out. You gain a little bit of confidence. You feel a little bit better in your parenting abilities around the table, and you start to branch out. Now, really quickly, just to kind of tell you where I'm coming from, I have always known about baby led weaning for as long as I've been a registered dietitian and had planned to feed my kid using the baby led weaning um, style. But here's the thing, life happened really fast, right? You're hit in the face with a newborn, you have no idea what you're doing, you're trying to survive, keep your head above water, and then boom, they're eating solids. And I feel like I was just getting nursing down pat, okay? And so I ended up doing more of a combination type style feeding with my son, which is a little bit of purees, a little bit of combination, or a little bit of baby, baby led weaning or table foods, and kind of did my own thing, which there's no rule about. One of the things that I'll get into, but with baby led weaning specifically, is I feel like the communities can be a little all or nothing. Typically, when you decide to do baby led weaning or table foods, if you'd rather, um, baby led feeding, there's a whole bunch of different names for it, but it's basically just offering table foods. 
in a safe way for the child to self-feed rather than purees, which is more like typical spoon feeding. It's a pureed uh, texture and there's different stages of purees to get them to table foods eventually. But I will say what I have seen is kind of a toxic environment around baby led weaning where it's all or nothing and you have to adhere to those guidelines. I am here to tell you, you absolutely can do what's best for your family. With my son, we did combination feeding, which is a little bit of both. And with my daughter, we ended up going more the baby led weaning route because honestly, it was easier for me at that time. So with my son, it felt easier to do purees and then life changed and shifted. And now with my daughter, A, I felt way safer with it because I had some experience, but then also it just fit in with our lifestyle way easier. So what I say is do what feels good and feels comfortable to you and don't let anyone guilt you into sticking to harsh rules around feeding, okay? You focus on your kid. Outside of like choking hazards, (laughs) focus on what's best for you and your family. Okay, so I kind of already touched on it, but baby led weaning is more of a table foods approach. So you're presenting even, yes, at six months of age, table foods to your little one for them to then pick up and self-feed. That is the goal. So some benefits of that is going to be that they get exposed to new and different textures right away. Whereas pureed foods, like I said, is more... um, more traditional and it's pureed foods on a spoon and typically spoon fed to the child. So obviously right then and there, even though they're getting exposed to different flavors, they're typically only getting exposed to one, maybe two textures within that realm of puree, which it, which using table foods, you immediately get the different textures of the different foods. I remember giving my son a strawberry to kind of gnaw on when he was six months age before he could bite off a chunk and potentially choke on it. Obviously, all of this goes without saying that you are right there always whenever your little one is eating. They're not up running around or in the car or anything like that. They are seated upright in their high chair in a safe position and you're right there with them always. But here's the thing. Either one can be done in the right way. So baby led weaning, it has some benefits as far as learning how to self-feed. They get the different textures. Maybe they're learning more hand-eye coordination, kind of that movement, um, more dexterous skills. Obviously, they might move through like their palmer grasp versus their pincher grasp a little bit faster because they're practicing more often. And they also learn self-regulation because they're in charge of self-feeding. Now, with baby led weaning, I have seen it take quite a toll on parents watching them try to self-feed because if they're not getting it, parents feel kind of helpless, like they don't know how to teach their baby how to feed. Now, inside Table Talk, my six-week peaky eating program, I have an entire video dedicated to teaching your baby how to actually do the physical act of eating, like bringing it to their mouth. This can take time. The biggest thing I can tell you right now is modeling the behavior, but it can, baby led weaning can lead to parents just kind of feeling hopeless and just staring at them while their baby doesn't pick up the food and bring it to their mouth. So this is a developmental milestone that they need to work on in order to do it correctly. So it does take time, which is stressful because I know a lot of us have heard the whole idea of food before one is just for fun. That's actually totally an accurate. It is important for nutritional development, especially things like iron, but um, they are getting 
nutrients from that food that they're eating, even though it's typically in really small quantities. But it is important and it's important for their development as well. Now, under one, yes, they are getting majority of their nutrition through breast milk or formula, but they are still getting nutritional um benefits from that food. So if you're doing baby led weaning and they're not feeding themselves, they might go a month or two or maybe even three without actually bringing food to their mouth, thus not getting any nutritional benefit from it. Now, on the other hand, pureed foods, which is traditionally spoon-fed foods, it's that pureed texture. Mom scoops it up and puts it in the baby's mouth. Typically, the baby spits it right back out because they have that reflex that does that or reflex that does that. Um, But that's more traditional. So in that way, obviously, they're getting food in their mouth if they're not spitting all of it out. And so immediately they start to eat or swallow at least minuscule amounts of that food, which is a little different than baby led weaning. Now, the benefits that I've heard about purees and the ones that I've experienced myself is because it is all kind of the same texture, a lot of times kids are a little more accepting of the different foods that they're eating. Also, because mom is typically spoon feeding versus um, kind of letting them lead. So it is a little different there. Um, The other benefits of purees is a lot of times parents find it much easier. It feels safer, although the research does say neither way of feeding is any safer when it comes to choking. I know that's really hard to believe, but it's absolutely true as long as you're doing both in a safe way. Both of them have the potential to lead to choking. I know that's confusing, but it is true. Um, A lot of parents also view purees as easier, faster. Maybe you can use more packaged food kind of on the go, like um, the squeeze-em things that we see everywhere. So there are some benefits there as well. Now, I did choose to make a lot of my baby food, which took a lot of time, but I loved it because it's who I am and probably why I became a dietitian. I enjoyed making baby food more than I enjoyed making adult food for me and my husband, but that's besides the point. So here's the thing. Both of these ways of feeding, you're a good parent. Both of these ways of feeding, your child is going to develop and do well and grow, okay? Both of them. Now, they can be done in combination. They can be done in isolation, but something to remember with baby led weaning, a lot of, like, there's a lot of negative Um, attitudes toward purees, but puree is actually a texture of a food that we all need to learn to like and understand and eat. Like applesauce is always pureed. Yogurt is always pureed. Like that's actually a texture that we all need to learn. So just to kind of keep in mind there too, that all textures fit and we need to eventually get our kids to a place where they accept table foods. So with purees, if you do start out this way, you do want to make your way to table food around 12 months of age. So it is a progression that's pretty quick. That's within six months, roughly. So within six months, you're moving through stage one puree, stage two, stage three, and then on to table foods. And this, I feel like this can kind of take a little more mental energy and math than just starting with baby led weaning in a safe way. Now, other parents might feel completely differently. Here is the most important thing to consider when you're feeding your child, whether you're doing baby led weaning or purees or spoon feeding, is be responsive. 
that is the biggest thing you can do that is actually going to have the benefits of having a child who is self-regulated and who's able to tune into their body and decide how much is enough for them at that moment, which is all what I'm about here is raising independent eaters. So the biggest thing you can do at the table is be responsive. What that means is you're tuning into their hunger cues and they're tuning into their fullness cues. You're feeding them more or giving them more food or helping them get the spoon to their mouth when they're hungry and you are ending the meal or slowing down the meal when they are full. So you're constantly looking for hunger cues like drooling, being irritable, cranky, looking at the food, the table, bringing their hands to their mouth, chewing on their hands, or you're looking for fullness cues like sitting back in their seat, they're stopping picking up the food, they're not interested, maybe they're throwing it, turning their head, spitting the food out over and over and over again, or even eventually whining. So you're tuning into those cues and looking at them. Are they leaning forward when you're offering them the spoon? Then they probably want another bite. Same thing with baby baby led weaning. If you put some table food on the on the tray, are they picking it up and bringing it to their mouth? Or are they ignoring it? Or are they throwing it on the ground? There's a lot of little cues that only you'll know with your baby, honestly, going through this experience. It's a learning experience for both of you to understand what this might look like for your child individually. But that is the biggest tip I can give you, regardless of how you want to feed your little one, is be responsive. Something else that I think a lot of parents feel around traditional spoon feeding is that it can look like force feeding but it's not. What we want to do is we want to encourage that back and forth communication even before they're verbal. We can do that through baby sign language, of course, which I have an entire IGTV all about with my good friend talking with Katie. Um, so you can find that on my Instagram at mom and me RD. But what I want to encourage here is you can be communicative with your little one without being verbal. So you can pay attention to their nonverbal communication. So this is really important. Um, Also, as long as it comes with baby led weaning versus purees, you can also let them self-feed purees. So what I recommend is actually pre-loading spoons or forks, putting them on the tray with the handle towards them and letting them pick up the food or pick up the spoon or fork or utensil and bring it to their own mouth. This can be really helpful. Or maybe you guys hold the spoon together. As long as it's not a frustrating environment for them, remember we want to keep it as positive as possible. This can be a really excellent way to encourage self-feeding and self-regulation without necessarily baby led weaning full blown. So there's obviously a lot of dynamic here and in between that you can choose to do whatever works best for your family. But I just want to put that out there that it's really not of if this or that. They're not in odds with each other. You can do it all. You can do one or the other. But really, it's what works best for you. And using the techniques like feeding responsibly or letting them self-feed regardless of using purees or baby blood weaning. One other thing you maybe didn't hear me talk about is the pros or cons of one of them being more messy than the other. And that's because I think they're both a freaking mess, <laughs> right? I mean, I have pureed fed my kid. I have baby led weaning fed my kid. Both of them end up with either a pile of slop on the floor or bits and pieces scattered about. So both of them are messy and At this point, mama, you just got to embrace the mess. Maybe put on a um, high chair cover or a bib. Maybe just strip them down naked, which is what I do now to feed them. Pop them in the bath afterwards if you need to. Use a ton of baby wipes. Do whatever you need to do. But I highly encourage you to embrace the mess because it's not going anywhere. 
All right. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope this was helpful for you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you see every time I drop a new podcast every Wednesday. And I do have one coming out specifically about baby led weaning more in depth and one coming about choking and gagging. So stay tuned for those and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on Instagram at momandmerd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have by emailing me at alyssa at momandmerd.com. Until next time, mamas.